Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I really appreciate everybody tuning in once again, and I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast, because we have an amazing, amazing guest. Her name is Heidi Janenga. She is a physical therapist by trade and also the co-founder and president at WebPT located in Phoenix, Arizona. They're doing some amazing things to empower rehab therapy community to achieve greatness in practice. They've created an innovative end-to-end business solution designed specifically for rehab therapy professionals. They give their professionals the amazing opportunity to target single therapist clinics, even multi-location enterprises. They give them the tools they need to be successful in performance, revenue, and patient outcomes, which is why we have them on the podcast. And so Heidi has an amazing story. I want to open up the microphone to her and welcome you to the show, Heidi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Saul. Really appreciate the opportunity to be here. So Heidi, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Why in the world did you decide to get into the medical sector? (laughs) Well, I'm a physical therapist. I actually uh, entered college pre-med, and I grew up in a household of uh, science. So my dad was a research scientist, a uh, research horticulturist, actually. So I always got taken to the lab and, and were mixing cool things and, and, and beakers and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of grew up in that sort of environment and world. And so when I went on to college, I was, again, pre-med, but then I also played basketball at UC Davis where I went to to undergrad. And my junior year, I went down with a knee injury and got introduced to an amazing physical therapist who helped to prevent me from having to have surgery and being able to return back to sport pretty unscathed. And so it kind of piqued my attention. And I went on to physical therapy school at the University of St. Augustine and kind of pushed myself into um, sports medicine and athletic training after that. So it kind of, you know, those pivotal moments in your, in your life that help transition you into, you know, something now that I have so much passion for and, and so glad that I did. That is so awesome. And Heidi, you guys have done a lot in a very short time. I mean, ranked 297 on the top 500 Deloitte Technology Fast 500 list. You guys have number 723 on the Inc. 5000 <laughs> list. I mean, you got a lot of really cool stuff going on over there, obviously. What would you say is a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda? And how are you guys approaching it there? So, yeah, we definitely have uh, accumulated the accolades, and I think part of it is just um, bringing sort of a different sort of mind, mindset to healthcare in general. Right now, our, our hot topic, I would say, is we're talking a lot about interoperability, which I know a lot of others are too, to really help you know, physical therapists and rehab therapists. So when we talk about rehab therapists, we talk about physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech language with pathologists, which sort of makes up the rehab community. And not being necessarily the most well-known within the medical community, I think sometimes we sit on the fringe. And so our sort of goal with interoperability is to really try to draw more of a mentality of a we in which, you know, a lot of ancillary providers can really make a difference in patients' lives 
and also as we talk a lot about how much healthcare costs, we tend to be more of a low cost, high value provider. And I think that's really important as we transition into this more patient-focused center of care model. Part of the other stuff, things that we really try to emphasize is, and and sort of maybe my own sort of personal spin on it, is really the transparency of cost of care. I think that's critical as, again, as we put the patient first and, and really being much more transparent on how things are happening. As we've moved into this sort of specialization realm, we've tend to create more silos in which you, well, that's not my job, it's somebody else's. And so again, sort of bring everything back together to truly put the patient's needs first, I think is probably the most important sort of hot topic and use of interoperability and technology to do that on our agenda currently. Heidi, I think it's a, a really great example. And, and maybe we could dive in a little bit deeper on that front. What's one way you've been able to take it from merely words to action, this interoperability in the things that you guys are doing at at WebPT? So being a technology company, it's really the connection and transfer of data, right? Being able to push data back and forth between technology platforms and with electronic medical records now being, at least from our sector, 80% of therapists are now using some sort of technology. We own a third, a little over a third of the market. So from our perspective is how do we connect with other systems that maybe hospitals are using or larger medical practices in which physical therapists can continue to use the platform that is special for them and allows them to document appropriately, but yet exchange that data with the referring physician or the hospital system that has the central scheduling hub in which you don't have to have all the technology. You just have to be able to exchange the correct information with other systems to make it the most easiest process for not only the patient, but also for the provider and allow that information exchange so that everyone involved with that patient um, has that information readily available at their fingertips. So for example, we are integrated with some of the large health systems like an Epic and Cerner. We're working on a really great platform right now with Modernizing Medicine, right? And they are working a lot with orthopedic surgeons, which is one of the top providers or referring providers to physical therapy. And so having that sort of exchange of information more readily available, not only to the therapist so that they can see the surgical reports, they can see exactly what type of surgery, what kind of outcomes are being expected by the physician so that they can, you know, obviously maximize during the treatment process and plan of care that is being developed on the physical therapist side or rehab therapist side, and then communicating back, right? So that the physician knows when they come in, that the patient comes back in for their checkups that, hey, this is actually being completed and is moving forward in the time frame in which they all are working together for that patient. Yeah, these are some really novel approaches, and it makes you wonder why other companies aren't doing it. And you guys are definitely paving the way here, Heidi. What is it that makes you guys different? Why are you guys taking the bull by the horns while others are not? I don't know if it, I wouldn't call it necessarily novel. I think a lot of people want to do it. It's really having the nimbleness and also vision to really get it done. We've always sort of taken that approach from the very beginning. We were the very first web-based application in the rehab therapy industry. So taking novel approaches, I guess, but just really at the end of the day, making it happen. Like a lot of people can have ideas, but it's really putting those ideas into action is what makes a company successful. But also taking it from the approach of, as a subject matter expert, right? Taking it from the approach of the provider. That is what are their, putting their needs first. I mean, we've really 
taken a lot of time to gather feedback from our customers. We do that today. We have advisory groups. We have focus groups that before we actually even launch or even start down the process of developing software, that we're getting input into the process from those that would actually be using it so that it is actually intuitive and it's definitely meeting their needs versus taking the approach from a technology of, oh, if this is what we think you should be doing or changing their workflow per se. So I think that it's why we've gotten some of the accolades. It's why we're one of the fastest growing companies, you know, for the past five years on the Inc. 5000 list. I mean, that's top 7% of the companies in the, in the country. And so awesome. we're really proud of, of, proud of a lot of those, those things. But at the end of the day, it's about assembling a fantastic team, leadership who truly believes in your vision and your mission that we set out. Actually, it's our 10-year anniversary this year. So, wow. you know, 10 years ago to really make an impact and be a game changer. And we, you know, we're not done, but we're definitely have, are moving in that direction and continuously moving down that path and keeping that frame of mind as our guiding light. That's outstanding, Heidi. And you've definitely shared a lot of valuable pearls here. So listeners, <laughs> make sure if you didn't catch some of that, go back, rewind. That's the beauty of these <laughs> podcasts. You can always do that. Re-listen to the episode. Whenever I find myself wanting to re-listen to one of the pretty amazing things that one of our guests says, just like Heidi just went through, I'll go back and then I'll double time it or I'll do like a 1.5x and then it goes a little bit faster. I find exactly what I need and then boom, I write it down. So anyway, just a little tip there for <laughs> you listening because Heidi did provide some really amazing pearls there. Heidi, you and your team have obviously come this far, but I know that it hasn't been without any mistakes or without any setbacks. Can you share a little bit of a setback that you guys had and what you learned from it? Sure. So when I first applied to PT school, I didn't get in my first year. So oh. I had this big dream wow. of becoming a physical therapist. And I thought for sure, oh, yeah, I was, you know, on my path to medical school, like PT school. Sure, I can do that. But I didn't get in. And so wow. um, I had to really, and it didn't, it didn't stop me, right? So the things that I learned was really the value of perseverance and self-reflection on making sure you take the time to figure out why something didn't go the way that you thought it should or the way you wanted it to. And those lessons have really, I've taken those to be able to apply in so many areas of my life. Anytime you encounter a roadblock or are going down the path where you're like charging forward, but something just kind of stops you or you have to pivot or sort of change the path. And seeing those as opportunities, I think, is kind of my mindset with failure. Like failure for me is it's not a dirty word and it's, it's definitely more of an opportunity to, to say, well, what can I do differently now? And to learn from those, it's a, I think you learn more from your mistakes than you do from a lot of successes because you don't, you tend to just kind of gloss over those over time versus you tend, we all tend to sort of dwell on sort of the things that don't necessarily go right. And so also in sort of the early days, I also, of WebPT, I tended to sort of think that I had to have all the answers and I wanted to take everything on myself and mm -hmm. felt like, you know, kind of a sign of a strong leader was, was really to be able to, to take everything on, do everything, multitask and uh, I soon realized as we continued to grow that that was, really wasn't sustainable. So when I finally sort of said, listen, I give in, like I, I don't have all the answers. I need to bring people around me that are smarter than me and have answers in areas that frankly aren't my favorite things to do. For example, sort of the financial sort of accounting portion of the business. Like when we mm -hmm. brought people that specialized and were really good at that stuff, holy cow, it, it allowed me the freedom to then focus on things that I am really, really good at. So we're, 
big proponents now of strength finders, which everybody has strengths, right? And areas that you truly have passion for and, and are good at, like I'm a huge advocate of just focusing on that. Let's just put all kinds of energy in that and, and not necessarily work about work so much on your weaknesses because at the end of the day, those are probably always going to be your weaknesses. And we really had a lot of success with our teams uh, because of that and finding out what are people's strengths and putting sort of teams together that round out a really good mix of different skill sets to allow them to be as efficient as possible. So those are probably two things that I, I would love, I like to share as far as failures that really turned into opportunities and learning moments um, that really helped to propel our success. Wow, some really outstanding shares, Heidi. And the thing that comes to mind, just top of what you said is failure is not a dirty word. It's <laughs> what you need. It's that feedback you need to take the next steps and then surround yourself with people that have the strengths that are not your strengths, that are your weaknesses, and build teams that way. I'm reminded of a book called Principles by Ray Dalio. And he went to the extreme. He put together, uh, he used the Myers-Briggs and put together playing yeah, we cards. Disc. Oh, you Again, use DISC? Similar. Okay. Yeah, we use DISC, but I mean, or strengths finders. I mean, we, we kind of play between both. We actually look at emotional intelligence now too. Like we dabble oh, in all nice. of those things. I think it's important. Very cool. So finding a way to operationalize that is the best way to get those teams like Heidi has put together in a way that is going to help you break through barriers and overcome those weaknesses that you have as an individual. Heidi, amazing share. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. I think it's um, so many times you get to hear the end result or the outcome, no pun intended, but the outcome <laughs> of the story, right? And people don't understand how you actually got there. And so it's one of my favorite things to share. I think you read stories or, you're, or you read, you know, things about these really uber successful entrepreneurs. The thing that I love to talk about is all the times that they failed to lead up to that one success. And I've, I really, I'm an avid reader and I just, I kind of took that to heart a lot of times where we, no one likes to fail, but they definitely can help propel you to bigger, even bigger heights from, from taking the time to really uh, learn from them. Yeah, I totally agree, Heidi. Tell us a little bit about a project that you're working on today, a focus area for you. Oh, we have a lot of them. <laughs> so I think a couple of focus areas. In 2016, we made an acquisition of an outcomes tool that we are now fully integrated into the WebPT sort of platform, which has, has been really important. I think that outcomes obviously right now is, is super top of mind for the healthcare industry and for too long therapists in particular have sort of had to settle on anecdotes about the great care that they're delivering and potentially some some testimonials, for example, but they didn't really give a, a true broad brush to the picture of the great care that we're doing, A, across the entire industry, let alone in particular clinics or regions. And so we are now collect, we have been now for quite a few years collecting this outcomes data in hopes of very specifically creating benchmarks across the nation for our therapists to understand what is it that, what kind of progress are you showing and what, and marrying the three sort of big pillars of the financial information, the outcomes information and data with the clinical data, right? So creating clinical pathways to create the greatest outcomes, but knowing how much the cost of care really is to deliver those great outcomes is sort of our main focus. So we have the outcomes platform as well as, you know, we've taken the billing platform. We now have not only billing services to where we actually offer billing services to our customers where we do the billing on their behalf or 
we offer a technology platform in which they can actually do it themselves. So, but again, the data collection of having all that information and putting it together now in a, what we launched at the end of last year is an analytics platform, right? Which takes all of that data, creates a really nice dashboard, puts key performance indicators up for our therapists to, and clinic owners to really understand what's happening at the clinic level, but also for enterprise groups across the entire clinic chain that they have to really allow them again, as our mission says, to achieve greatness in practice. Yeah. And I just think about the importance of owning your data. And frankly, when it comes down to that, if you own your data, you own your future. And so it's important for a company like WebPT, I mean, this is so empowering to be able to provide this to your constituents, Heidi, an opportunity to, to help them own their data. It's so, so true. And I everything that we talk about now really at the end of the day starts and ends with data. Uh, it's mm -hmm. all about objective measurements. It's no longer okay just to use those anecdotes. Again, sort of feeling like we are underrepresented in the overall medical field. This is the way to really gain your voice when you can yes. come to the table with true data points that are going to make people's head turn. And we have those. We just need to be able to publish them and get them more readily available throughout the medical community. And WebPT is one of the groups, along with the American Physical Therapy Association and others, that are really trying to do that at a very large scale. Yeah, that's super exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes because I think it's it'll definitely be very much a technology and a resource that helps physical therapists really take their businesses and their outcomes to the next level. For sure. So Heidi, let's pretend you and I are putting together a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Heidi. <laughs> and so I've got four questions for you, lightning round style, and then we're going to finish it up with a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Okay. All right. What's Go. the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? First, I think we have to leverage technology and truly understand how to use it and derive the meaning from the data that we're collecting. I think this, again, allows us to set up benchmarks for success, share important metrics with other providers, and truly empower our patients to make more informed decisions, which at the end of the day is what's happening more and more now. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Well, it's probably the opposite of that, of not embracing or sticking your head in the sand, uh, not embracing technology in, in this collaborative care model. Everything is, is really moving towards the cloud and patients are expecting more and more out of their healthcare experience. So practitioners who sort of turn a blind eye to technology or data, I think are not going to be able to keep pace with the changes that are happening in the field. And that's going to be at the detriment of hopefully not our own profession, but definitely those individuals who are not willing to do that. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? So we are very, very entrenched in our industry. We regularly attend conferences. We contribute a lot to industry publications. We have physical therapists, not only myself, but others on staff. We have a compliance officer whose really job is to comb and read all of these really interesting, quote unquote, interesting regulatory <laughs> uh, compliance issues. I'm also a part of the PT PAC, the Political Action Committee. So we're staying abreast of really important legislation that's coming down the pike and helping to sort of promote that within the industry. And, and then at the end of the day, doing all the things while staying true to our vision and mission, I think is really what's keeping us most relevant and current. 
Love it. What's one area of focus that should drive everything else in your organization? For me, it's about the people. We wouldn't be where we are today without our amazing, amazing teams of people, but of all stakeholders, our customers. We call our customers members because we feel like we've created a community in which all of them are part of that. Our partners, our investors, you know, fellow community members, all those people are, are truly part of the success in business when you take this people first approach. It's something that we've always done, but now kind of has a label that is part of that, which is conscious capitalism. So if you haven't heard of that. It's a good little plug out there for a national organization that is doing really great things to put a lot of meaning back into business. So yeah, for us, it's, a, it's definitely about the people. Beautiful. And Heidi, what book and what podcast would you recommend to the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So I said I was an avid reader and I, I absolutely am. So it's hard to narrow it down to one book. I would say from one of my favorites of all time is, is a book called Firms of Endearment. And it's really, it was a book written by uh, Raj Shashoja and David Wolf. And they talked about the world-class companies and how to, how to have profit, but still remain truly passionate and, and have a purpose. And that's one of my, my favorite books that I like to, really to push out there. On a personal front, Brene Brown's one of my favorite sort of brighter podcasters and folks out there. And so her latest, I think, book, Daring Greatly, is also a good one. And then from a technology perspective, your audience is probably pretty diverse. I'm a huge fan of 37 Signals. And so their book, Rework, has, has been one that we actually readily reference within our organization often. So I don't know. Those are three ones that it probably come to mind the most. I love it. Heidi, there's no doubt you're a voracious reader. And I think the average CEO reads about 100 books a year. So I'm sure you're in, in that realm. Yeah, I'm pretty close. Pretty close. I like the books on <laughs> tape too while, while I'm driving oh, yeah. or traveling too. So that but, makes a big difference. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's uh, nice to have the audio version as well. And listeners, don't worry about writing any of those amazing recommendations down. Like you, I'll go back and listen to this again and go to outcomesrocket.health slash Heidi. That's H-E-I-D-I. And you're going to find the show notes, transcript for this whole podcast, as well as links to the books that she just recommended. Heidi, this has been a ton of fun. And before I conclude, I'd love for you to just share a closing thought with the listeners and then the best place where they could get in touch with you. Sure. First of all, thank you so much for allowing me to have some time and to, to really represent the rehab therapy industry. Um, as far as a closing thought, I think if we're all in this to, to truly elevate our, our healthcare system um, and truly want to improve the quality of care. I think the biggest thing is truly embracing collaboration and leveraging the technologies that, that support that collaboration. Technology will, will only grow more important in our field. And I think practitioners and providers across the spectrum of care can no longer really turn a blind eye to it. So patients, again, are expecting more and rightly so. And the only way to truly understand their needs and their wants is to fulfill them in a sustainable way. And I think that's going to be done through leveraging technology and collaboration. So again, thank you. I am on Twitter. Heidi Janaga is my handle. My email address is hjananga at wetpt.com. So love to continue the conversation via social media. We have a, a pretty big following, not only myself, but also uh, WebPT also has a, has a great Twitter handle in which we're, we do a ton of uh, stuff on social media. So love to continue the conversation. 
Heidi, thank you so much. And listeners, tune in and make sure you check out the podcast show notes because that's where you'll find all the ways that Heidi just mentioned to get a hold of her. So again, Heidi, just want to say thank you again for taking time to be on the show. You are so welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.